there's a belief out there that upon first hearing about it sounds really Christian, but upon closer inspection proves to be a very destructive thing to believe. And that's why I'm going to talk to you guys today about Christ consciousness. You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian Ethan. What's going on, everybody? It is the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Derry Solo, on vacation, enjoying his life tour in the country. And today, like I said earlier, I want to talk about the Christ consciousness. Um, if you've heard about this, perhaps initially you're like, oh man, that sounds awesome. Sounds really godly. And then maybe you looked into it more and realized, like I did, oh, maybe not. Um, ah. Put my tea away. That's unreasonably far away. That is that should be fixed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, guys, today it's gonna be a good day. We got a good one for you. Excited. I think this is important because the new age is sneaky. That's what Christ consciousness is a new age belief. And new age is sneaky. You know, it's it's sly and and it takes its form and different ways and different images and and ideas and if you're not careful can invade the christian church and your life Uh, for example the new age belief of law of attraction is essentially the same thing as the christian prosperity gospel so maybe not christian but prosperity gospel idea of name it and claim it you know this idea where it's like you want a new job just Name it and claim it. I grew up with that idea. Name it and claim it. You, I declare in Jesus' name that I will have a new job and I'll get paid this amount of money. And then, I don't know, you go, you go apply and maybe you get a job that you wanted that actually makes that amount of money. Now, sure, we can say like, oh yeah, God bless us and I want to give all the blessing to God always. But at the same time, there's this idea of the way that God instituted the world to work that if you work hard, you'll reap the benefits. You know, kind of like a Proverbs talk about. Now, on the other hand, life happens, and sometimes you work hard and nothing happens, and that's where Ecclesiastes comes in. But this is not a uh, <laughs> this is not a lecture on wisdom literature of the Bible. Um, this is talking about the Christ consciousness. Consciousness. What is it? You know. Um, so basically, it's a new age belief that is attempting to become divine you know that's a lot of what religions are right obviously like we want to be divine we want to ascend we want to find whatever we're looking for or whatever you call it we're looking for something higher you know salvation enlightenment whatever you want to call it um and so christ consciousness is this new age belief system about how to achieve that consciousness that that enlightenment right and it's not solely about Christ. They just used they used Jesus Christ as an example of how to how to achieve this mindset. So that's this the title. It's not it's not explicitly about Christ. They think that Gandhi achieved it, and they think a bunch of other people achieved it, and they think that I can achieve it, and you can achieve it, and they can achieve it. Excuse me while I get my tea real quick. Um, yeah. So it, it it's a. Uh, it's basically this idea that if you realize the things that Jesus realized, then you can become 
God, basically. You can transcend this human ego. That's a phrase they use a lot in the New Age is the ego. You don't want to have any attachment to the ego. And New Age is interesting because it's, it's universalism, it's Hinduism, it's Buddhism, it's maybe a little bit of Christianity and in some regards of like, oh yeah, love, but it's none of those. It's all of it. It's none of it. It's like anything goes. You know, two weeks ago we talked about like why we need to share our faith and part of it's because we have this culture where it's like, oh, you do you and your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. And that's kind of a new age idea where it's like, oh yeah, like this is what I believe in and it's my way to experience the universe, right? Um, so I want to talk a little bit about what new age believe and then kind of get into the Christ consciousness, because if you don't know what the new age believes, you don't know what presuppositions they're coming with, then you're going to have a hard time understanding. Um, so basically new age, I would say it's in my opinion, in my encounter, I've talked to a lot of new agers. It's hard to explain. There's like, so if you become a Christian, you have a credence of like, we believe Jesus Christ is Messiah and Lord. Messiah means Savior. So he's Savior and Lord. Uh, he has commands for us to follow that, that because he loves us and we show that we love him by obeying his commands. And we live a life that bears fruit of being a Christian. And we believe that Jesus is the only way to go to heaven and all other ways uh, perish. Right? And the New Age doesn't really have that. They have, I would say, what I could gather is essentially they're like, the universe is God, all of its cohesive consciousness together, and we are just trying to become part of that. So it's kind of like Hinduism and Buddhism in that aspect. Um, but it's also like, yeah, you can get there by many different paths. So it's really hard to evangelize to them because you can be like, oh, hey, like I'm a Christian, I believe this. And they're like, oh, that's awesome for you, but that's not how I find my truth. And so to get them to kind of realize that truth is solid, Although it depends person by person, that's why it's kind of hard. Because some people I've talked to and I'm like, do you believe truth is foundational? Like truth can't be changed. And they're new agers and they say, yeah, I believe truth cannot change. Like truth is truth and that's never going to change. And so then I had some basis to talk to them. Okay, like let's define what that truth is. Like what you call the universe and how you understand it. I call God and we understand it differently. Um, Right? Where they're like, oh, the universe is this consciousness and it is this, this, and this, and this, and I'm saying, okay, no, I think, and it, it became, it created everything, and so there's this consciousness behind the universe that is the foundation of the universe, and I would say, yes, I agree, but that consciousness is God, and he has ordinances and ways in which we should live, and they would say, oh, it's okay, we can live however, however we want, so New Age is a, is a new, it's not, I don't know how new it is, although it's called New Age, maybe a couple decades old, it's not like Hinduism that's been around for like 4,000 years or anything like that, or about 4,000, maybe even longer. Um, it's not like Christianity that's been around for 2,000 years and stuff like that. It's well, it's new age, right? Um, and there's a lot because they are okay with psychedelics and drugs. and, and cause they, It's interesting. Every new age I talk to is different in their own ways and has different moral standards. And so that's kind of how it is with everyone though, right? Um, so you just got to be talking to them. And like I said last week, engage with them, be interested, ask questions, be kind, but also be like... I don't understand your belief. I want to, right? So how does this play into Christ consciousness? Well, what they say is they say, okay, to be Christ conscious is to have the same mindset that Christ had and live out the things that he lived out. Okay, on on the on first hearing that, I would say, 
wow, you kind of sound like a Christian. I want to know the mindset Christ had, and I want to follow what he did, right? So what did Christ's mindset have? And they say, oh, Christ had the mindset that he was God. And I would say, yeah, he, he did. He was God. And then they say, they take that a step further, and they say, therefore, I am also God, and I can be aware of this too, and do what God did. And that's when I lose them. I'm like, no, 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 very clearly, very, very clearly, only Jesus is God, right? Jesus is God, the Father is God, the Holy Spirit is God, and we are not. But they would say, Jesus was a man who realized he was God and then was able to do everything. And therefore, I'm a man, I'm a human, I can realize I'm God and I can do everything that he did, right? So it was this attitude of like, oh, Jesus was a human and realized he was God and had became aware that he was God. And so I'm going to do the same. And so it's not like a, oh, I believe, it's not a change of thought where it's like, I think I'm God, therefore I'm going to act like it. They believe deep down and they're like aware, like, oh, in my being, I am God. And in, in everyone's being, they are God. And if they can just be aware of that, if they can unlock that, that mindset, that they are God, then all the life's problems kind of fizzle out and we can manifest things and, and, you know, we can see good vibrations go out to the universe and have a good return on things and we can create change if we become aware that we are God. And that is so far from Christianity, right? Where I would say, look, Christ is God. Jesus is God. You're right. But I am not God. Like, Jesus was God and didn't sin. I'm not God. I sin. You know, and so I'm going to get into some of the problems that I think intellectually fall out if you think it through. And then anyone I've talked to who holds this belief when I try to intellectualize it with them, they're like, oh, you're just so used to structure. You got to let go of that structure. And it gets me so upset sometimes because I'm like, wow, you guys are like really nice people and I really wish you'd be Christians. But you just, you can't, they get blocked by this idea that like intellect is bad, right? So I don't think about it. They just accept it and they can't question it because then you're working towards it. It's weird. Anyways, um, some things I have written down in some of the research. Uh, it comes from the presupposition that God is all and all is God. This microphone's God. I'm God. This glasses is God. The computer in front of me is God. The bookshelf behind me is God. Your God. Your car is God. Your earbuds that you're listening to is part of God. They think God is all in all and all of it's God. Right? And so it's like, okay, so like, that's interesting. Because if that's the case and we're supposed to treat God in a certain way, if food is God, if then you kill an animal, you're hurting God. So you can't do that, but also God is apparently plants. So if you eat plants, then you can't do that either. I don't know. I wonder what they would say to that. Um, those are just my thoughts early on. So with that, it says those who have Christ consciousness are those that realize they are God. This is what they believe, not what I believe. Um, so there's a dilemma in that, and that like evil exists and stuff. So if everything is God and everything's a consciousness, that's one. If I kill someone, that's that own God killing itself or if i hate someone then that is it's that's like god hating himself it's like the split personality schizophrenic god that would be like just 
have chaos and no order unless I, I don't know. Then I asked someone kind of that question, but not in that way. And they told me, well, the consciousness wants to experience. I, they would say like, I want to experience like all the universe had. So I it created all of this so I could experience all of it. The hurt, the joys, the everything I can experience it and learn from it. And I was like, but why would you have to learn from it? If you are a God, if you created it, you shouldn't have to learn it. Like, a person who created the engine doesn't have to study how to study how the engine works. They made it, right? And so why would a God who created the universe have to put himself in all these different beings to experience all the good and bad and trauma and evil? Like it just it's not it, it just comes to me where I'm like, ah, oh, it sounds like a weak God you serve. Anyways, um the getting back on track. They believe in a divine state of mind that embodies the mindset Jesus had. Like I said earlier, like, oh like Jesus believed he's God, so if I believe I'm God, I'll be able to do these things. And they talk about how you're supposed to love everyone and you're supposed to serve people, which is good. Like, they exhibit, like, good moral things, but their premise comes from this attitude of, like, I am God. And it's, that's so wrong. (laughs) Um, uh, They would believe that they are divine by nature and, and that they're either on a, either an extension of God or excuse me an extension of god or god themselves probably god themselves so they are divine in nature innate in their being is divinity is god which is not the case um very clearly you can see that in scripture and i understand that someone could say well you're just saying that because you're a christian and you read the bible and this and i say yes i am a christian and i believe the bible is authoritative and i believe the bible is honest and true and has contradictions and has some things that we could talk about where it's like oh should that be in there or not but all in all and it's teaching it's good and what it, how it represents god it's accurate you know and so in in my belief i say yeah i have no problem saying like i am not going to believe this because the bible says this that's how like all christians should live their life if something in real life doesn't line up with what the bible says then we don't agree with the world you know if the world says getting drunk is good but the bible says don't get drunk you side with the Bible if you're a Christian and you say, okay, I'm not going to get drunk. Um, they uh, create a Christ-like state of mind, which, like I said, sounds good at first. Where it's like, oh, I want to be Christ-like. I want to do the things he did and be nice. Uh, but its end is sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, so it's this New Age idea. Uh, gets into universalism. All New Age ideas really get into universalism. Christ consciousness is available to those who seek awareness and spiritual awakening regardless of their personal religious adherence. Um, Universalism. That is from Yogapedia, a New Age website that talks about all this stuff if you wanted to learn more about it. Um, So from their own like circle and their own side of the fence, they're saying like, yeah, it's a universalism where it talks about you can become, uh, it's for those who are seeking to be aware and spiritually awakened. Um, And they're so... Many things. You know when you hear someone say something that you disagree with and like you're like they say something and your thought process is like okay, there's like seventeen things you just said that have so many premises and presuppositions behind them that like I just need to address all those before I address your initial statement. Like I've had so many conversations where people like say an accusation and I'm like wow, there's so many things that are layered under there that I need to unpack before I can show you why I think your thinking is flawed. Um, 
like people close to me that I'm, I'm I, I like say that to them and like have a good time. So yeah. So what's what's wrong with this belief? Like, why is it a problem other than the fact that it claims you're God and you don't you know all the all those stuff. Um, so right off the bat, yeah, some of the problems are that it assumes equality with God. That we are God, and this comes uh, with a plethora of problems, right? Summed up in two statements. Means that there's no sin, um, and I think they'd have to explain why there's evil then. Unless they just don't believe in the idea of sin, they just believe in, I don't know, I'd lo- I wish I had a new ager in this room right now, could ask some questions. And not to like, be mean, just to be like, hey, I'm so, like, I am genuinely curious. I might sound like, more like, uh this is wrong we have to steer clear which i think we we do have to steer clear and i think it is wrong but i actually i'm just curious about how they justify so many things it's a very interesting world to live in that i feel like has a lot of flaws with it um and it means that there's no need for repentance think about it if you are god and you are divine god Whatever you believe about God, if there is a creator of the universe, that creator of the universe is innately perfect. And I don't mean perfect as in like morally good. There theoretically could be a world in which a God exists and created everything and he's evil and he created us because he wants to toy with us. And the reason that God, no matter what you believe about God, God is still worthy of being served is because he's the standard of the entire universe. Now, the God of the Bible, the Christian God, is a loving God, is a kind God. And if you read the Proverbs, you see God's heart behind his commands where he says, like, obey me because this leads to life, right? So it's good. But by nature of a God existing, that demands worship, no matter what the attributes of that God are. Because that God created everything and therefore that the things that are created should serve the creator, you know? That's, maybe there's some philosophical philosophical uh, rebuttal someone could pose, but that's where I stand right now. I'm like, even if a God existed and a God was, or a God does exist, but even if an evil God existed, I would still think that that would still mean I'd have to worship it because... I am not God and I can't do better than that God because I am created, not creator. I'm not more powerful than that, right? Now, luckily, the God of the universe is a gracious and loving God who desires that none should perish, but all should come to repentance, right? And that is why we worship him, not only because he's God and deserves it, but because he's so good and full of love and kindness and patience and mercy. Like, ah, of course I want to follow that God. Um... But yeah, like, if this Christ, like, the the idea of a Christ consciousness being a thing means that there's no repentance, means that sins aren't separating you from God, it just means that, like, oh, you went back into the ego. Oh, you weren't living in the divine, you went back to the ego for a second. Now, there is some, and this is where it gets confusing and and, and sticky, because there's technically some validity to the things that they say. They talk about how, like, Oh, Jesus loved and served. So we want to sacrificially love and serve just like Jesus did. And sometimes they probably do a better job than most Christians. Uh, Probably because Christians have, in in America at least, we have a hyper grace message where we think we can behave badly and get away with it because there's grace where 
And we're not, and anytime we say like, oh, we should behave better. It's like, oh, we don't want to works, right? But they're like, oh, I am, I realize I'm God. That means I have the capability to do this. And they use scriptures like, or they might use scriptures if they're going to, that say like, we have the mind of Christ to say we are God. Um, it just means that you can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to live as Christ did, which is true. Um, so they exhibit attributes that a lot of Christians can and should exhibit, you know, sacrificial love, selflessness, um, loving others unconditionally, not holding grudges against people, right? Living at a place of rest. Those are good things, not a place to like of work of like, I could get, 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 but like resting and they, their rest is like, oh, I'm remembering that I am God so I can rest in this, which I think is wrong. We can rest in as Christians to say, God knows me and loves me and it's going to take care of me and I don't have to figure anything out. Although I have real responsibilities, I'm not going to neglect, but I know that the creator of the universe is holding me in his hand sovereignly. Like that's a comforting feeling to know that the God who ha- who has figured out the universe has your life figured out and loves you and has like like good things in the store for you regardless of if bad things happen he can still turn those for good that's exciting stuff right we can we can live from rest um yeah just some biblical thoughts about that jesus is the way the truth and the life this is what jesus says you know he talks about how he's god but he says i am the way the truth and the life not maybe the light i don't know i'm the way the truth and the life probably life i think it's john 10 10 Nope, that's the devil's come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give life and life more abundantly. Look it up in the Bible. <laughs> I don't have the exact reference on my um, notes. But he says he's the way, the truth, and the life. None come to the Father except through him. None get to the Father except through him. Perhaps they would rebuttal and say, yes, through him, meaning uh, getting to a state of consciousness like him that's how you ascend it's in that's not that's just a wrong interpretation that's just flat out wrong so we only get to the father and not becoming the father we get to the father not becoming the father we get to the father through jesus no no one else and uh parts of isaiah god says your ways are not my ways I, my ways are higher than your ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So there's this clear distinction in the scriptures and God's mind that there's a separation between God and humanity. And the separation is not that, oh, you haven't become aware yet. The separation is you're not God. You're not divine. You're, you are a sinner in need of the Savior because you have sinned. You need to repent. You need to wash yourself of that. Get rid of it and renew your life um, and through Jesus. And uh, very plainly, Isaiah 31.1 starts off that saying, But the Egyptians are men and not God. Their horses are flesh and not spirit. Egyptians are men and not God. So there's no way to twist that to say Egyptians are men who haven't realized their God. That's not what it's saying. This idea that Christ consciousness is something that can be attained if you just become aware that you are God and then meditate on that. There's so many fallacies wrapped up in that. And it's it's deceitful. It sounds intriguing at first for Christians because you say Christ consciousness. It's like, oh, it talks about Christ and being conscious of Christ. So 
I want to look into that. And it seems new because I haven't heard this before. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm in church. I'm not hearing about maybe the new age. Um, unless you are in a church that talks about that. And so, oh, it sounds maybe new and interesting and mystical and trendy. Let me look into it. And it's so sneaky, guys. We cannot be falling for this. God has so much in store for us. But we don't get there by deciding we're God. We get there through repentance and repentance and repentance and grace and grace and grace and living from that grace and repentance to work for his good pleasure. You know, (laughs) someone, there's someone outside the room who heard that and said, amen. I don't think they know I'm podcasting. Funny. Um, But that's the truth. That's Christ consciousness stuff is, it's just not true, right? And so if you come in contact with someone, don't. Who, who believes this? Don't just bash them and say, you're wrong. Yeah, da, 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 da. Don't do that. Um, go back to the episode prior to this and listen to how to have conversations. You know, use those techniques. Talk to people and, and ask them questions. Be like, hey, like, what do you, like, let, me, let me know about this. And listen to them and try to maybe share with them another worldview, yours, that that is different. And I think uh, it logically makes more sense. But yeah, guys, that's uh, Christ Consciousness wrapped up in about 30 minutes for you. There's a lot more podcasts that are a lot longer than this on this subject. If you found this episode useful, it would be a huge help if you guys liked, subscribed, shared. We're trying to grow this podcast, you know, influence as many people for the kingdom of God as we can. And it's done with your help. We're a family, we're a team, and we can't do this, guys, without you. So please like, subscribe, follow. If you like this, the show a bunch, you can support us on Patreon. A uh, couple tiers there, three, five dollar tiers. Um, and yeah, excited to do this. Look forward to it every week. Love interacting with you guys on social media. And I know Derry does too. So thank you for listening and we will see you later.